You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and we're coming to you live from Tasmania right across Australia. Each weekday at 9am you can hear what the Bible says about past, current and future events. You can learn how to study the Bible more effectively. You can get to know who God is, why we're here and where we're going. And you can experience personal encounters with Jesus. I'm your host, Jason Cook, and today we've got David Leo joining us again, and David's in the studio. Welcome, David. Hi, Jason. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Yeah, and um, we're in different locations again for a different reason this time, (laughs) that uh, I've recovered from my sickness, and now you're not so well, so you're in a different location, but that's all good. Yeah, that's right. We can still put on the program. That's the main thing, so... (laughs) Um, David, we've been doing this uh, new series, I think we're on our fourth episode today, of the seven roles of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to just give us a quick recap? I know we talked about uh, Christ as Michael last week, but uh, yeah. remind us uh, what we've been doing in this series. So the, the whole idea is, um, you know, in the Bible, John seventeen three, it says that eternal life is knowing God and his only true son, Jesus Christ. And so there's a formula that we find there that knowing God and Jesus equals eternal life. It's like, wow. And Jesus said in John 14, 6, he said, um, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And so there's something about knowing Jesus that equals eternal life. And that's that's a fascinating thing. You know, it's like, um, it's like uh, knowing, uh, the, the idea is to know somebody is to, have a, a lived experience and according to the Bible that lived experience with Jesus is life abundant mm. is eternal life and so I was like wow what what does it what does that mean and how do we get to know Jesus well praise the Lord we have the Bible where we can get to know Jesus and so we're just looking at seven roles throughout the whole scripture from Genesis to um, revelation looking at seven roles that Christ plays and we're going to and as, as we look at every every role, we try to learn and see that, oh, you know, we get a bigger picture of who Jesus is, not just focusing on one particular thing. So last last week, like you said, we looked at Jesus as Michael, and um, we broke down what, what it means to see Jesus as uh, somebody that fights for us and wants to deliver his people, and how important that, that part of Jesus is. And the week before that, we looked at Jesus as creator, that um, even now, just like back then, even when he was on earth, when he spoke, things happened. Mm. And um, that's the record of creation that we find in Genesis 1 and 2. And, um, you know, we, the time that we're living in, we still have to, by faith, have faith in, in Jesus' word. When he speaks, that we say, you know what, I believe that, and it can make it, still makes a difference, mm. you know. And um, the week before that, we just did an introduction of all seven roles. And uh, today we're going to look into the third role, which is um, Jesus as Messiah. Mm. So before we get into today's topic, um, just want to remind our listeners, you can catch up on all of the past episodes. Perhaps you want to listen at a different time. Maybe you're busy right now, but uh, you can listen on the Faith FM website. That's faithfm.com.au. And uh, you can go there or you can download the app. That's the Faith FM Australia app on your phone or tablet and listen to all of our past episodes. So just uh, search for Tassie Encounters under Programs and Podcasts or under the Listen or Browse menu on the app and you'll find us Mm -hmm. there. 
and every one of our programs you can listen to. So it's a great way to listen back. And remember, we've got a free book offer today. Um, if you want to write the number down, this is for Tassie Encounters. This is just for Tassie Encounters, 0488. 880-891. I know uh, if you're listening today and there's different programs that run, every program has their own unique number. So if you're trying to claim an offer or communicate with the live programs, make sure you get the right number. So um, I know sometimes we get messages from other programs as well. So, so today, David, uh, Christ as Messiah, I guess the, uh, the first question to ask is, well, what does Messiah really mean? Yeah, well, in the Hebrew, uh, Messiah means the anointed one or the one that's going to be consecrated for a special purpose. And so for a lot of the um, the, the ancient uh, Jews you know, or, the, or Israel, Israel of old, um, they were taken in slavery by the Egyptians. They were under Assyrian rule. Um, they were under Roman, the, the, the rule of the Roman Empire. And in each... Each time they were promised that there was somebody that was going to come because uh, they understood that they were God's chosen people. And they realized that that every time that the Messiah will come and free them from their bondage, free them from whatever they're going through. So, for example, when they were um, slaves in Egypt, guess who they thought the Messiah was? Uh, I don't know. Moses. Moses. Right? Ah, okay. Yeah. Right. They saw Moses, the guy freeing them, so he came yeah. across to them so and was, oh, this is, this is the Messiah, you know? And then uh, when it got to the time of uh, uh, the time of Babylon, you know, when they were taken in by Babylon, they were wondering, oh, who's the Messiah? Who's going to free us from Babylon? You know, that's the question that Daniel asked. Mm. And he got this, um, he got this prophecy in nine, Daniel 9, 24 to 27, mm. which, which went down a huge, huge uh, amount of years and said that's when the Messiah is coming and uh, Daniel realized well that's not in my time mm. <laughs> what is what type of Messiah is this and Daniel was given an insight that this Messiah didn't come just to free his people <laughs> this Messiah was coming to free the entire human race mm. right from mm. beginning to the end and so um, and, and that was pointing towards Jesus of course and that prophecy is amazing. That that prophecy is the reason why I believe Jesus is who Jesus is. Because um, when I came across that that prophecy and 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 looked at the the years and the calculations and how pinpointed it was, it could be nobody else other than the, the Jesus Christ that we know in history. And um, what's interesting, uh, I, I've mentioned this to you before, uh, and it'll be I think it'll be interesting to the listeners too. In Genesis, um, in Genesis three fifteen. After Adam and Eve had had sinned, um, a promise was made to them by God and said that there's somebody that's coming that will um, bruise the serpent's head, and the serpent will only bruise his heel. Mm. And so that news, that news to Adam and Eve was, "Wow! So we're not going to be in this rut forever, you know? We're, somebody's going to come and save us." And scholars say that um, in uh, in Genesis four verse one, when um, Adam and Eve had a baby and Eve conceived Cain she said I've given birth to the man right mm. she 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 believed that Cain was the one that was promised so the first human that ever that um, that was ever born um, was related to the Messiah only only to find out later you, know, you, can, you can imagine the disappointment when they realized that it wasn't and 
they had to perform. We, we want to talk about this in the next section, but they had to uh, perform a certain ritual that uh, we don't see in the Bible. We don't get a um, we don't get anywhere in Genesis or the first accounts of Genesis where God gives them a, a standard operating procedure on what it's going to take to keep their relationship alive. But what we do find in Genesis four is that. Um, uh, uh, that Abel is practicing something that he must have learned from his parents, right? Which is to bring um, a lamb um, um, to the altar, mm. and at the altar they do a sacrifice, and that sacrifice is um, their way of maintaining and strengthening their relationship with God. Mm. Now, that's an interesting, that's a very interesting uh, ritual, isn't it? You know, yeah. to to bring a live animal, and it was it was fundamentally part of the worship system, wasn't it? That um, that continued on right up until the time of Christ. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly right. You know, it's a. Um, well, I can't, I can't wait to ju- jump into this, but you know, mm-hmm. you, you think about um, uh, you think about with Adam and, and Adam and Eve when they were told, you know, like uh, the the. the God said, you know, if you eat off the, the, the uh, fruit from this tree, you will certainly die. And mm. they must have had no idea what that meant. What does mm. death mean? Mm. You know, if you're living, if you're living eternal life, you know, if somebody brought the idea of death to you, you would have no idea what they're talking about, mm. right? Mm. You can only imagine. Um, you know, I was at a, I was at a, I was at a funeral uh, just last week, and um, just hearing the pain from the mother's voice. That real visceral, deep, you know, that, that that type of crying that makes you feel pain. You mm. know what I mean, Jason? Mm. And it just it was a reminder that death. That we we're not meant to experience death, but imagining Adam and Eve, whatever that visceral feeling they had when they realized, whoa, why are the leaves starting to shrivel? Why, <laughs> why, why is the why are the trees looking different? You know what what just happened? You know. And um, we're going to jump into that next, but that, that disconnection from eternal life into eternal death, you know, that, that's a mystery. But um, that, that whole concept of death was brought to them. And now they've got to try and understand what it means that God saved them in that moment. You know, the Bible tells us that they try to make leaves for themselves mm. and it wasn't sufficient. And it says they were given skins of um, animal the animal to cover them. That's what was what they needed. But an animal had to die in order for Adam and Eve to be covered, and nothing has changed to this time. Mm. Right? Yeah. Oh, well, it, I'm, I'm, t- I'm speaking metaphorically. Yeah. I'm not sure you uh, fully answered my question uh, earlier on, which was, uh, what does Messiah mean? But uh, maybe, oh. maybe we'll come back to that after the phrase. Yes. Sorry. Sorry, Jason. And <laughs> listeners. Yes, you'll definitely do that. So uh, we've got a question for you this morning. It's called, have you ever given something of yourself to help someone else? How did it make you feel? Have you ever given something of yourself to help someone else? How did it make you feel? Let, let us know this morning. Text us in on 0488-880-891. This first song is called His Name is Jesus by Chris Rupp. Is this the place? Is this the time? Is he the one? 
Encounters on Faith FM, and today we're speaking with David Leo on the topic of Christ as Messiah. Now, we asked you a question before the break Have you ever given something of yourself to help someone else? How did it make you feel? It's an interesting question, David. Um, mm. We'd love to hear from uh, our listeners today. Text us in 0488 Do you have an answer to that question, David? Yeah, I was, actually, when I was um, when I was writing this question, this um, moment back in Brisbane came to me when uh, it was a long time ago, but um, it was probably two years after high school, and I was driving home, and, and I um, there's a steep hill going home, and I saw this guy he was walking in the rain, it was pouring down, 
and I pulled over and I said, hey, you want a lift? And he, uh, jumped, he jumped in and he said to me, he goes, do you remember me? I said, oh man, sorry, dude, I, I don't, you know, I don't remember you. And he said, yeah, when you were in year 12, he said, I was in year eight. I went, oh, okay. And he said, yeah, I, um, I, I'll never forget that um, in the tuck shop line, I bought some lunch and you were in front of me and I couldn't find my money to pay for my lunch. I lost it and I couldn't couldn't find it in my pockets or anything. And I went, oh, okay. And he said, yeah, and so you paid for me. And I I could not recall it. I was like, man, I don't. I don't remember that at all, mm. you know? And it's it's like one of those moments where, uh, <laughs> where God says, um, you know, I'm going to work through you, but you're not going to take credit for it. Mm. <laughs> mm. But, yeah, that, and, and, and I had this really good feeling. Like, I was like, wow. I was, you know, and, and at the same time, I was like, is this kid lying to me? <laughs> but um, it, it, it's not. It's not something that I wouldn't have done because um, people have done it for me, mm. you know. So I, I suppose for me, it would have been just paying it forward. But I, I didn't see it as a big deal, but he did, you know. So I was like, wow, you know. So he introduced himself, and I, you know, so so I was like, okay, well, forget your name this time, you know. Well, I, I remember you from now on, and yeah, every now and then I'll see him around the neighborhood. But that was an, that was an awesome time, you know, for mm. a year eight kid to think, oh, these are. A, a senior high school looking out for me, so yeah, that's that's the thought that came to my mind when I when I read this question. Did, did you think of one, Jason? Um, for me, I, what comes to mind at the moment is um, we've got a men's group, and uh, we often go out and do um, community service type work. You know, clean up people's yards and mowing and all that sort of stuff, and. So I don't participate as much as I would like to in those events, but I do from time to time get involved. Um, and it also reminds me of helping people move, move house. Like moving house mm. is just a huge task, for pe- particularly for people who have lived there for a while. And, you know, I know that because I've had to move myself and I know how valuable it is when somebody helps you know they bring their trailers and their vehicles along and they help move um all your stuff um so yeah uh, a couple of times where i've uh, helped people move house and um how did it make me feel well physically tired yeah, <laughs> sore yeah. <That's laughs> but right. uh yeah and no, i think it's good to help people and um it's good to help people without expectation of of return as well so yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've, I've given a title to that, that what, what you're talking about. I call it the inconvenient ministry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, you know, feeling tired, resources yeah. given, but at the end of the day, you know, like um, this person realizes, wow, I'm cared for, mm. you know, I'm valued, and it's like, man, that's what you want. You know, that's, well, that's, the, I know that's how, the whole aim. I know how I felt when people gave us uh, help when we were moving house, and so yep. it's such a huge task, and to have help is just amazing, so... Mm. Well, there you go. You know, like I'm the same as you. I know what it's like to be helped. Mm. So to help others is like, wow. You know, this is this is where we should be going with it. And this is the this is. I want to go back to your question about what you know. What does Messiah mean? And it was the one that was coming to help God's people. You know, there was somebody that was coming through that was going to um, free God's people from whatever bondage they were under. Mm. So every generation. Any generation that um, I truly believe that Jesus is the one the Bible is talking about, but for some, they believed they believed that it wasn't Jesus. So some are still waiting for the Messiah. Mm. Um, yeah, there are Jews that are still waiting for the Messiah to to come. That they still believe that he'll be the one to um, 
put the Jews back in leadership, and uh, the, you know, they'll be the number one um, number one nation in the world or number one people. Um, some believe that during Jesus' time, that under the Roman Empire, that there were certain people coming through. I, I think of Simon, Simon Bar. Anyway, I can't remember. The, I can't remember who he's a son of, but he was um, one. They they believed that he was the Messiah, and he led a whole arm. Uh, he led uh, a, a rebellion against the Jews, only to be, you know, only to be um, conquered by the the Romans. So that that didn't come to much. And even after Jesus was gone, they were still waiting for the Messiah. They were waiting for somebody to come and free, um, free them from whatever bondage. But that's what Messiah means. And so when we talk about Jesus being the Messiah, we're talking about what it means for when he came uh, to earth to, because when it's talking about, uh, when, I, when I talked about Daniel tw- uh, 9 verses 24 to 27, the prophecy that was given there, it was actually talking about when Jesus becomes the Messiah. And that exact point was the time that he was baptized by John the Baptist. That's where it was affirmed, Jesus is indeed the Messiah. Mm. And John said something when he saw Jesus that time. He said, here is the lamb that takes away the sin of the world. Mm. Right? That's a huge statement. Mm. You know, looking at Jesus, here is the one, like the one and only. Here's a, many, many lambs have been sacrificed in the past, but here it is. Here, here he is, the ultimate. The, you know, after Jesus, there is no more. There's no need for any of those things because Jesus is it. Right, he's the he's the one that's going to take away the sin of the world. How does he do it? Well, just like it was practiced by Adam and Eve and their children, um, you know, rather, rather than the lamb going on the altar, Jesus went on the cross. Mm. Right, and this is where this is where the Messiah takes on the sin of the world, and not only dies on the cross, but he conquers <laughs> conquers death. You know, I don't I, I want to I don't want to jump too. Too uh, much ahead, but let's get to Philippians two verse five eleven to try and um, let's try and elaborate a little bit on what what it means for God to become human in order to fulfil the messianic calling. Sure, and today we're reading out of the English Standard Version. So this is Philippians chapter two verse five to eleven. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross." Therefore God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the sea, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now this passage, thanks for reading that, Jason. This passage is um, often referred to as a hymn, hymn, right? So... If you can try and put a melody to it, mm. do your best. But um, yeah, that was a that was a hymn that was sung back then. But this, it says the first thing it says: have this mind among yourselves. Have the same mind that Jesus Christ had. And it starts off: although he was God, he didn't count it equality to something to be grasped, but mm. emptied himself, mm. taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. 
we were talking about um, God immortal, God eternal, um, God and His holiness, right? This is a this is a, um, a uh, an idea that is hard to fathom because, as far as um, when we look at the Islam faith, um, Muslims could never grasp that Allah can become human. Mm. Right, because it's 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 a real huge downgrade. It's it's holiness becoming unholy. Mm. Right. And in order for Jesus to save us from our sins, from the moment that the promise came to Adam and Eve in Genesis three fifteen that, you know, he's gonna bruise your head, but talking to the serpent, God's talking to the serpent, says the serpent, you know, yeah, he's gonna bruise your head, but you're only gonna bruise his heel. Right. And and now he's here. He, he's about to do to the serpent what was promised. So many years, Adam and Eve were given that promise, and now, and this Daniel was given the specific time, and now Jesus has arrived as the Messiah, and God, who spoke the world into existence, we're talking about Jesus the Creator here. Remember, we talked about Jesus the Creator before, all right? He is now created. Right? He's now in the form of a human being. And the reason why he's coming in the form of human being is that he can be the um, he can be the one that will face eternal death that Adam and Eve should have got, mm. but they didn't. They were they still they lived on. They were able to live, and um, as I quoted at the funeral last week, you know, uh, Jesus calls it a sleep <laughs> to be resurrected again because. As I said before, Jesus conquered death. He rose from rose from the dead, and he anyone that follows him will, will receive the power from Jesus Christ to do the same. And, and we see here now that the Messiah has arrived. He's fulfilling the plan of salvation. That every time, every generation from Adam and Eve, every time they saw a dead animal on the altar and smoke rising up to heaven, they were reminded that somebody's coming. To do this for each and every one of us, that this this maintaining of this relationship with God that we do every single morning and every single evening, one day a human being is going to do that, and that's the Messiah, mm. right? And that's Jesus, the Messiah. Mm. Well, we're out of time for this section. I, I was just thinking of a few things through there. Maybe we'll talk about it during the break, <laughs> please. <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, we did have uh, Margie texting in to say that she's always glad that she can help and uh, she does various types of service, acts of service, and God always leads her by conscience. So that's uh, a fan- fantastic thing. Thanks for texting in, Margie, this morning. Remember our listener question, have you ever given something of yourself uh, to help someone else and how did it make you feel? Text us in on zero four double eight. Double eight zero eight nine one. This uh, it's a beautiful song. This is King of Kings by Caleb and Kelsey. In the darkness we were waiting, without hope, without light, till from heaven you came running. There was mercy in your eyes to fulfill the law and prophets. To a virgin came the word from a throne of endless glory to a cradle in the
made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. You're listening to Tassie Encounters on Faith FM and today we're speaking with David Leo on the series The Seven Roles of Christ and we've been talking about Christ as Messiah. Now, mm. David, in the last uh, section we read from uh, Philippians chapter 2 and uh, we learned how Christ, uh, though he was God, he didn't... Uh, Fight as as a as a human, as he was created here on earth as a human, he mm. didn't fight for equality with God. Instead, he became this humble servant and <sighs> even went to uh, death on on the cross as a criminal. Despite mm. the fact that he was not a criminal, he was not deserving of that death. But as we we're talking in the break, um, he he took that penalty. He paid the price, and I think of it like a, a speeding fine. You know, somebody. Uh, if uh, if I'm driving a car and I get done by a speed camera or something like that, you've got to 
you know, sign the paper to say, you know, who was driving. <laughs> it's like Jesus stepped in and took the points for us, didn't he? He took the points, he paid the fine, and uh, that allows us to keep living. Yeah, that's mm. that's a massive concept because you said, you know, like um, you asked the question, why did Jesus have to die? And mm. I asked the same thing. You know, when I was going through the book of Desire of Ages and I was hit pretty hard, you know, and I thought, wow. You know, and it got to the point of, um, Jesus shouldn't have done this. I don't deserve this, you mm. know. And I went through that, that the same type of thinking. Why, why did it happen? And, and looking at, um, trying to look at the plan of salvation. And the big thing here is, and I don't, I don't think many of us actually take this into consideration. When we look at this, the story of Genesis three, where Jesus says that you will certainly die. Mm. Some, some have, um, some have said along the lines that when they ate the fruit, that they started dying spiritually, mm. or they started dying. Um, uh, you know, th- then they began to die, right? And it kind of takes away from what God said. God said that you will certainly die. Mm. That when they ate the fruit, what should have happened was they should have been, they should have been experiencing eternal death immediately. Like the moment they ate of the fruit, that seems like a big deal. Like don't eat a cookie from a cookie jar, or you know, you're gonna lose life. And that's that's how it um, reads. You know, when you read it. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And so what should have happened was the moment that Adam and Eve ate fruit, that's, that was the end of human existence. Mm. That should have happened. But the moment that they ate, it, ate of it, Jesus kicked in and said, no, I'm going to give them life. Mm. They will live through me, right? Mm. Uh, Acts 17 verse 28 and 29 says, in him we live and move and have our being. And John 15 5 says that without me, you can do nothing, mm. right? So we live and breathe right now. Um, Desire of Ages uses this awesome line that says, in him we have life, unborrowed, uh, original, unborrowed, and underived. Mm. You know, like we we are, um, I hate using this word. I don't know why this word came to my, my, um, my mind, but we're leeches. <laughs> mm. Right now, our life that we live right now, every time we wake up and we breathe and we blink our eyes and we talk, and we have the ability to do certain things, we should be given gratitude to God that we can do this because we live our lives through Jesus right now. Mm. It's it's a borrowed life. So from the moment that Adam and Eve should have died eternally, Jesus said, no, I'm going to let them live temporarily, and mm. they'll have a decision to make mm. as they discover who I am, mm. whether they will choose eternal death mm. or whether they will choose eternal life. Mm. Right, so between and and those who choose eternal life have life right now, and I know we're going to talk about this more next Amen. week, but, but we have yes. life right now, and yes. even even in death we have life because Amen. we have the resurrection. And Jesus said that death is just asleep, and we're actually going to be talking about that tomorrow with David Maxwell. So it's, oh, wow. uh, it's a great topic to follow on from this. But you know, even in death we have life. You know, which is a hard thing to say, or you know, hard thing to understand, perhaps, but. But Jesus says that, you know, Lazarus is just sleeping, <laughs> you know, yeah. when, when he, he raised him from the dead. So um, that's that begins now. You know, that it doesn't – well, it, it began the moment, you know, Christ, I guess, decided to uh, to give of himself and uh, and we benefit from that now. Amen. You know, the, the, moment, the moment that you choose Jesus, I think it's uh, 1 John 5, 12, that says – um, if you have Jesus, if you have the Son, then you have life. Mm. If you don't have the Son, you don't have life. Mm. I mean, how, you know, how? Thank you, John, for keep, for keeping it so simple. <laughs> yeah. But that, you know, that, and, and we talk about it being simple. But um, you talk about the speeding ticket, right? Mm. <laughs> I, I want to talk about how um, uh, 
it's like a it's like a credit card. We love credit cards, don't we? And, and uh, you know, like when we we build up on our credit, we get to a point of you know we got five thousand lies, ten thousand cheating, you know, twenty thousand. Um, I don't know uh, times that you stole, right? And then you come and meet Jesus. You know, and, and by the time you've racked up all that all, all that credit, you're you're feeling pretty miserable because you know for a fact, man, I'm a bad person. You know that I'm, I have the ability to do all these things, and then you meet Jesus, the Messiah. And and, yep. and and just before we go on, and not only that, with the, the model of the credit card is quite a good one because we realise that we can't pay for it. That's right. We There's don't nothing, have the we don't have the capacity to pay for the debts that we've we've uh, cr- clocked up over the, over the years. Mm. And in that in that disillusional state where we think we can, mm. we think to ourselves, "Wow, I've taken care of that one time I lied," mm. and then the next day you do five. Mm. <laughs> it's like, man, I, this is like a merry-go-round. You know, I can't. Uh, I just I just can't get out. I get off it. And then you meet Jesus, and Jesus says, "I have the power." To forgive you hmm. for all your sin. What? Really? You know? And then, how does this work? And Jesus points to himself and he says, well, look at the life that I lived as a Messiah. When I lived here on earth, I never stole. I never, I never lied 5,000 times. Hmm. I didn't steal 10,000 times or, or, um, or cheat 10,000 times. I never stole 20,000 times. So for all those things that I haven't done, I'm going to give you credit for Right, I'm going to give you credit for those things and clear you from what what you can't do. And then by faith, when we when we believe that by faith, we say, Jesus, I do want to take on your righteousness. I do want to take on your tunic skin of animal and cover my my leaves that I try to make for myself. I do believe that you can do that for me. And the moment that we take that on, Jesus now says, well, from this point on. Every time that you don't want to steal, you're going to have to call on me to give you the power not to. Mm. All right. Every time you don't want to lie, you're going to have to call on me, and I'll give you the power to stop you from doing that because you're not going to be the same person that you were before. Right. And when we start living in that life of depending on Jesus and realizing, you know, not just depending on him for power over sin, but realizing that our very breath our very, um, you know, I'm looking at a computer screen right now, and the and the, the fact that my eyes and brain can interpret that is because of Jesus. Mm. He, you know, He's given me that ability to do that. When we come to the understanding that we live and breathe and have our being in Jesus Christ, we come to understand what it means to live in God's kingdom. Mm. Right? We start being grateful for every moment. Mm. You know, because we're like, wow, Jesus, look, I don't even deserve this, but you'll do this. And then, you know, to, to, to celebrate, to celebrate victory over some temptation. And the one that comes over me, I remember, um, I used to be, a, one of those purchases of, um, what do you call them? Those, you know, the, you know, marketers put chocolates right at the end yeah, when yeah. you're about to do yeah, the last the, transaction. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my eyes at used the, to scan. The checkouts. For, <laughs> yeah. My eyes used to scan for the specials, you know? Oh, gonna, mm. And so I started praying. This was a literal prayer that I had. I didn't tell anybody. It was just between God and me. I was like, Lord, I'm in seconds. I've got to stop this, you know? And the one moment that I had victory, I came to the car and I left without buying it. I was celebrating in the car, you know? I was like, man, Lord, this is amazing. You did this for me. And, you know, it's, and victory after victory, celebration after celebration, you come to the realization, wow, 
God really wants to make make me a different person. Like this mm. is what it means to live, you know, to to have victory in Jesus Christ. You know, it's um, and, and this is what we learn from Jesus being the Messiah, the one that taught, preached, did miracles, uh, just made people feel valuable. Every time when you read the Gospels, every time Jesus spoke to somebody, they they just felt like, wow, I'm loved, I'm cared for. Mm. And then when you live in God's kingdom and you start living this way, you start to realize, well, I've got to do the same as Jesus. <laughs> this is what Jesus the Messiah means, somebody can relate to. And uh, to me, this is probably the most um, relatable role of Jesus Christ out of all seven. Mm, absolutely. Mm. Beautiful. There's More to Jesus is the book offer for today. It's the same book offer that we've been going through. And uh, this book explores the major facets of who Christ is and what he means to us. And uh, in turn, uh, how we use the lens of Christ to rediscover Scripture. This uh, book explains Adventist beliefs and biblical scriptures that show us the fullness of Jesus and how Jesus fills theological doctrines with a beauty they were always meant to be. David, you've read this book or you're reading this book, aren't you? Is that right? Yes, um, and I, I highly recommend it. Um, yeah, awesome. I love the, what the author does. He makes really complex topics very simple, mm. and um, yeah, I highly recommend it. So stay tuned. Right after the break, we will have uh, the code so that you can claim this book offer. This is uh, Since Jesus Came by One Glory. Wandered in the shades of night till Jesus came to me. He saw right through my brokenness, said, Come follow me. And with the brightness of his love, bid all my darkness flee. I'm walking in the light of love because now I can see.
easiest light that came to me. Behold the brightness of His face through all eternity. I sunlight. Sunlight in my soul, sunlight in my soul. However dark this world may be, Jesus in my soul. You're listening to Tazzy Encounters on Faith FM, and we're finishing up our program today with David Leo on the topic of Christ as Messiah. And our book offer today was There's More to Jesus. We've got uh, three copies to give away today. So do text us in at 0488-880-891. Text in the code CHRIST and the number 1. C-H-R-I-S-T and number 1, no spaces. Text that into zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one to claim our free book offer today. David, um, it's uh, it's a big topic what we're talking about today. Massive, <laughs> massive. And of course, the role of Christ as Messiah is central, isn't it? It's it's such a big role and it's such an important role. So, yeah, it's it's huge because you know, like a lot of times we um, we get caught up in we sometimes major in the minors, you know, trying to understand everything about God, and yet. We have the greatest example in Jesus Christ as the Messiah to answer all those questions. I yeah. suppose what I'm saying is sometimes we get so caught up on things, and, I, and I've done this myself, where I'm wrestling with certain topics and I get really frustrated. And in the, at the end of the day, Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. And mm. so I look to Jesus while he was here on earth to give me the perfect example of what God looks like. Right? And so, yeah, I'm so thankful for that. But Jesus as the Messiah, like you said, um, it's huge because this is where the act of uh, the crucifixion, dying on the cross for our sins, the wages of sin is, Romans 6 verse 23, right? It says the wages of sin is death, death. Mm. but the gift of God is eternal life, mm. right? And, and if we understood that in this right concept, as we've been talking about, it would read the wages of sin is eternal death, mm. but the gift of God is eternal life, mm. right? They, they, this, this is how it would read and Jesus dying on the cross you know um, you were talking about wow what gave Jesus the qualifications to be able to conquer death mm. right well the first thing is there was no one else that could take on that job you know we, we've learned that Jesus is the creator uh, Jesus is the lawmaker um, Jesus is the one that uh, put earth into into motion and also gave life to Adam and Eve and so there's no one else that can actually save uh, the human race and earth from itself than the creator himself. Yeah. Right. He's the only one with the with all of the credentials and the authority to actually uh, do this act of, of saving. That's right. That's right. You know, he's the, um, the one and only one and only that can save. Mm. And. What what happened is the lie that, that Satan started uh, perpetrating and still continues to do that is he says that um, no one deserves eternal life. No one can uh, deserves eternal life, and the only way you can earn it is to be perfect, right? Mm. And so when Jesus 
in Jesus Christ as Messiah lives this this life of uh, quote unquote perfection, right? He's able to um, live a life that that shows what eternal life looks like, right? And he and he lives out what the kingdom of God looks like, and to the point that he conquers death. And the problem with 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 us is when we start looking to the word perfection and perfect, we start um, falling into behavioralism, mm. right? That's, mm. that's the that's the default that we fall into all the time. And when you go back to John seventeen three, the Bible is trying to tell us that eternal life is to know, mm. right? Is to know God and His only uh, true Son, Christ Jesus. And so while we fall into behavioralism and trying to tick the box, oh, I've got to be like Jesus, right? I've got to be able to do miracles and I've got to be able to teach like he did and heal like he did. And did. We can never be Jesus because Jesus is God, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? The, the, the best thing we can do is to take on the, um, the, the counsel or the advice or, or the mandate to know God and Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and the thing here is to know the only way to know Jesus, like he said, I'm the way, this, the, the, um, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father but through me. So the only way to know God is through Jesus Christ. Right. Sorry, Jason, uh, Jason, go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, you know, that um, we can we can try to be like Jesus. And, you know, this is a common phrase, isn't it, that we say, oh, be oh, like yes. Jesus, emulate Jesus. Yes. Well, that that's fine, but we can't be Jesus. We are that's not right. Jesus, and the only way to have uh, the benefit is to have the relationship with Jesus. It's the knowing Him, as it says in in John seventeen three. It's the, that we know Him, that through Him we have eternal life. Yeah, and, and uh, I think it's Second Corinthians three eighteen. It says, um, "By beholding, we become changed." Mm. Right. So we're not going to change to become a God. No. We're going to change to just be like him. We're going to have the same character traits. We're going to be compassionate, merciful. No, no, we're justice. We're, we're justice when it's needed. We're going to act like Jesus, mm. right? And um, man, what what better what better way to live your life? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's um, the power of Jesus Christ. You know that that he had mm. to conquer death, and now gives us permission, right? And says, when you know who I am. And you believe in my power, and you believe in the God that I am. Well, I just conquered death, and if you believe in that, then I will see you at the resurrection. Mm. You know, or if you're still alive, you know, then then you join Jesus in the areas First Thessalonians four tells us. Mm. But that, that's that's the power we're dealing with here. You know, Jesus the Messiah comes as human, and people say, "Oh man, he looks so weak on the cross." And the irony is that thing that we see as weak and uh, helpless is the most powerful act in the universe, right? That saves us from from our sin, that saves us from eternal death. Jesus says, here's eternal life. And when you read back to Philippians saying that he didn't consider it robbery to do that, you know, he didn't see that as, oh, you know, I'm wanting to use it as, look what I've done for you, you know, like I want to, Look how good I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he doesn't do that. No. It's just it's, it's, it's all a motive, humility. Mm-hmm. motive of love. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you know it's amazing uh, in John one twenty five. Even when we read about everything we read in the four gospels, but in John one twenty five, uh, um, it says this. If you could read it, please, Jason. It says they asked him, "Then why are you baptizing 
if you are neither the Christ nor Elijah the prophet. This is uh, uh, talking to John the Baptist. Oh, sorry. Is that I, I the was one? That's the wrong text. I think it's, I think it's John um, 21, 25. Okay. I'll have to sorry, look that sorry one up. Sorry about that. You don't have it with you, so let me... Uh, Twenty-one, twenty-five. We've got uh, 30 seconds left, but let's read it. Here it is. Yeah. Now there are also many other things that Jesus did where every one of them to be written, I suppose, that the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Is that the one? <laughs> That's the one. Yeah. We've just been given a fraction of what Jesus did yeah. as a human while he was here on the planet. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And we're going to uh, have eternity to... Um, get to know him better and uh, to, to find out more about him so well tomorrow we are talking about that topic life after life uh, it's uh, what happens after we die and uh, do join us with david maxwell tomorrow at the same time at nine o'clock and remember our book offer today christ number one is the code zero four double eight double eight zero eight nine one there's more to jesus now, uh, if you're in the Tasmanian area, and particularly if, the, if you're in southern Tasmania and you're listening, do remember our Faith FM dinner that's coming up next Saturday night. Not That's not this week, but the week after. And uh, you do need to register for that. So, This is uh, All You'll Ever Need by Andrew Peterson. Have a great day and make you encounter Jesus more. Blood of Jesus, it is like the widow's oil. It's enough to pay the price to set you free. It can fill up every jar and every heart that ever beat. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need. When it's all you have, it's all you'll ever need.
all you have, it's all you'll ever need. It is all you.